fellow saviors of kidnapped princesses, this is the first ever Gorilla Nerdcast podcast right here in good old Pittsburgh State University. I'd like to thank all of you for tuning in and listening up. Let me introduce some of our guests. I, of course, am Cody Liao, and here we have a few guests. Uh, yeah, I'm the guy running the board today. I'm Zach Mitchell. I'm the qualified nerd, supposedly, uh, in terms of all production values. And I'm here to make sure everything goes smoothly and that the recording makes it to the internet. Heck yeah. My name is Carly Gernhardt. I am a commercial art major here at PSU, and uh, I'm also a nerd. <laughs> My name is Michael McFarland, and I am president of VWARP, video games, wargaming, and role-playing games. And my major is political science. My name's Emily Owen. I am vice president of VWARP, and my major is psychology. Excellent. We have quite a eclectic mixture of people here, which is kind of normal for all of us nerds, isn't it? So, the topic today, our favorite video games. We've all got tons and tons and tons of them, and it's hard to narrow them down to a small list, but we're going to do our damnedest to try today. So, why don't we go ahead and start? We'll just go around the room, and we'll go and start with Zach. Zach, what's some of your favorite games? Well, my history with video games is uh, kind of odd because my parents kind of thought they were dumb as a kid. I was born in 91, so I'm kind of like a late 90s kid in terms of when I got around to gaming. So, that's kind of the genre. I kind of grew up trying to fight for everything I could to get my hands on. So, <laughs> I grew up in Nintendo uh, yeah. uh, in the good old days. I, my favorite, it's not a, I don't have a favorite game. My favorite series has to be Smash. Just because it's the only game I'm mediocre at, everything else I'm terrible. <laughs> so uh, Smash is, and what I loved about the Smash series is every iteration. We could talk about hours on this, and I'll get out of here real quick. But we're the Smash series is so different each iteration, and yet uh, just this last week at school just started up. We've played at my house. We've played Smash. We played Brawl when the first night we got back, and my roommates played for probably a couple hours just by accident. Somebody it just happened to be at the house. We played Smash Four, and I've got Melee ready to roll. So it's like, it's like it's the most awesome party game ever, and it's also something I'm mediocre at. So when I play with drunk people, I look really good. So that's <laughs> why I really Smash is probably my favorite series. I don't have a one particular game though. All right, what about you, Carly? It's super hard to narrow my favorite down to just one because it's really hard to compare some video games. There's so many different aspects I like about a game. Um, I've always been a fan of the Pokemon series. I started playing it back when Yellow came out, and then I went to Red and just went from there. And I've always just really liked the aspect of like having a creature you take care of and raise it and watch it grow and stuff. Um, but I'm also a huge fan of the Zelda series and just fantasy RPGs in general. So, Michael? Yeah, uh, my favorite uh, game by far has to be Fallout 3. Um, oh. <laughs> it's, got, it's got the perfect balance of goofiness and seriousness, along with all the RPG elements that I love, and uh, the freedom, just in general, of what you can do in that game. is just, just amazing. And that was really my first introduction into the Fallout series. I've, I've loved all the other games so far as well. Um, newest one's pretty good. And you're a freaking lucky holder of a Pit Boy edition too. I am a holder of a Pit Boy edition. <laughs> I'm gonna steal that damn thing from you, I swear. <laughs> it's so cool looking. For those who don't know or haven't seen what it looks like, he it's literally a fully constructed Pit Boy that you can slip your smartphone into and just wear it and it looks amazing and 
I, anybody who has one, you are a lucky SOB, and I hope you realize what you have. <laughs> 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 what about you, Emily? Um, I can't really say I have a favorite video game. I love Blizzard video games in general. I may be a basic video game player because of that, but Diablo 2 was what got me into video games. Everybody's always like, oh, why didn't you play Mario? Well, I didn't have any consoles growing up. All I had was a Windows 95 computer, and my dad was able to rig that up to play Diablo 2. So that ultimately got me into the Blizzard series, and then that got me into World of Warcraft and Heroes of the Storm, and ever since then, I've just been hooked to Blizzard. Man, and I have spent countless hours, especially on the expansion oh, for Diablo 2. Yes. Necromancer is my favorite class. I love just throwing hordes of things at people and just watching them die at my feet. It's even better when you have four players and they're all necromancers. Oh my god, that <laughs> would be armies. amazing. Yes. We, had a, we had a guy who he was all about zeal paladins, and mm -hmm. we, he, we made him name it Bob. Bob. So he was Paul, Paladin Bob. <laughs> it was kind of funny. <laughs> Um, for me, you know, I've had a long history of video games. I'm probably the oldest dude in this room. Um, I've done a lot uh, from NES up. Um, it's hard to narrow it down to just one for me, too. I mean, Fallout series is amazing. I was an avid WoW player for a while until the community <laughs> got to me. Uh, no offense to anybody who loves their personal WoW community. Uh, back in the older days, it was definitely a trying experience. Um, I'm a Final Fantasy nerd. Like, absolutely insane. I'm playing the MMO right now, and it's by far one of the greatest things I've ever touched. And it's so damn pretty. It is. Like, it, it, it <laughs> just ridiculous. A Mega Man fan. I've, I've, I've got a Mega Man tattoo. I mean, Mega Man was my first love when it came to video games. Mario was cool, but Mega Man was where it was at. And, um... Mario Brothers and all that stuff has always been fun. So, you know, you guys, why uh, why are these games, why do these games become some of your favorite games? Well, Diablo, I started with that, but I kind of grew up with it. Whenever I first started playing, I didn't understand the whole entire storyline. All I knew is that I had a bow and I could kill things. <laughs> and my favorite class was the Sorceress because I like little shooting my ice bolts at things and freezing them. But... Once I grew up and understood the storyline, the storyline was actually very touching with Deckard Cain and oh, Daryl yeah. and everything. And I always thought of Deckard Cain being like the grandfather that was always in the video game that you would never really have. It's sad. <laughs> it's sad. <laughs> it is just sad. For those of you who haven't played, at least just read the synopsis because it, it'll stab you right in the feels and make you cry almost as bad as... Uh, I think the ending of Full Metal Alchemist. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my gosh! It'll get you real good. <laughs> um, terrible tempering. Oh gosh! No, don't even. <laughs> um, for me, whatever makes me really like a game is the story. If you can tell me a good story that has like amazing characters that I can connect to and be there with them on their journey, that's what really, really pulls me into a game, and for me, sets it apart from other things. Um, one of my favorite uh, games is Shadow of the Colossus. Which, even though there's not a lot of dialogue in that one, it's actually a very quiet game. It just, you still feel like there's just such a gravity to it. And um, I, I can't wait for Last Guardian to come out. I'm so excited. Man, that, that reveal trailer for Last Guardian was phenomenal. Like, did you guys see it? Mm-mm. Oh, my God. So, God, when was it? Like, 
six years ago? It's been coming out for a while. Like they started talking <laughs> about it. I, I'm probably way off base with the six years, but you know, they they announced it, they were gonna do it, and they showed screenshots, and then it was just like dark for forever. Then E3 last year, they came out with that trailer and this, really, I, I'll admit it, it's a cute freaking looking dog bird puppy. hybrid thing. Puppy dragon. Puppy dragon. I, think I know what thing. you're talking you about. You know what I'm talking yeah. about now? Yeah. That just looks awesome. And I am i haven't played Shadow of the Colossus. I haven't played Ico or Eco, however you're supposed to say it. But that game looks amazing. I'm going to have to try it, especially now that I have a PS4. Um and I can step away from Fallout 4 maybe for half a second. <laughs> the game has taken so much of my life. Oh, man, it's so good. Oh, I know, right? Like, she's made two characters? I've made two characters. One was supposed to be, like, a 50s pinup girl. That was just my, my first playthrough. And then I've made another one that's, like, all strength. And that's been really fun to make. I'm, I'm already on my third character now. <laughs> first character started out as a sniper. The second one, I went Hulk smash. And the third one, I'm trying to do my speech playthrough now. Oh, man, see, cool. my first run through, Mr. Mr. Juan Julio. <laughs> With the freaking, <laughs> I had to give him the bard. The bard yeah. mustache. Mustache and goatee thing. And I first thing I did was maxed out his charisma. Had to. And I've got I've got Betty Bombshell, who she's just going to be my, my all-around. Yeah. And I've, I've, I made a third one. And his name was... Um, Oh, crap. Well, Reginald. That's right. Reginald Roustabout. <laughs> I'm deleting Reginald Roustabout. He was my physical punch character. Because I know when the mods hit, I know it's going to happen. Somebody's going to put a Kamehameha in the freaking game for the mods. And I play on PS4, so I know the mods aren't going to be as wide a variety, but that's something that's going to be in there. Speaking of that, something we need to mention, console mods. That has been uh, rumored to happen on Fallout 4. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know for a fact that's supposed to happen with uh, Microsoft, but Sony's been kind of an iffy issue on that. Yeah, they they want it. They've, they've said they've wanted it. I think they're more afraid than Xbox to kind of let their dev kits out because of, well, all the recent problems. Well, their online service gets hacked about once a year, doesn't it? Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, yeah, even this Christmas, they had another group of people going, hey, we're going to... We're gonna screw up your online stuff, and well, they threatened uh, Xbox too, uh, but Xbox kind of did seem to mind. <laughs> like, They're just kind of like meh. You, you <laughs> didn't hear Xbox it. going like, "Oh crap, what are we gonna do?" But Sony was doing that. Uh, uh, what are we gonna do? I don't know. But you remember, also, Sony doesn't have near as much resources, uh, server-wise, as Microsoft does. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But. Did, didn't Sony hire the last hackers to work uh, security? I believe they them? did. I think I, so, I yeah. believe so. Yeah, which I, th I think is great. Like, you, I, you just see these people, like, in their basements or whatever. Is the image I get. So, sorry if I offend any hackers out there. But, you know, just plugging away. And then they're like, yay, I shut down the Xbox Live and the PlayStation Network because I'm bored and want to ruin Christmas. <laughs> and then you get a job out of it. It's like that's got to be the most surreal, ridiculous thing ever. Well, you know the saying: if you can't beat them, hire them and pay them a lot of money. <laughs> I think that's how that goes. No, no joke. But like, yeah, the mods are supposed to come to console, and I really want to get the Kamehameha mod, so I'm going to make Master Roshi. Oh, oh yeah. I'm going Roshi. to totally make him all kinds of buff though, like really just beefy, trying trying to recreate the. Uh, the scene in old school Dragon Ball where he 
takes the shirt off and does the Kamehameha for the first time. And he's just all muscle. It's <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> but that's that's something else, you know, they, the security thing. They're saying that, like, games are going to be unhackable in, like, the next couple of years. What? Oh, maybe, like, like the next five years. Yeah, there's a... Oh, God, where did it come out of? I can't remember where it came out of. But essentially, uh, this is a company that they have already put their stuff on some games. And it's made it almost impossible to hack. Like, there have been two companies, and they're known for, you know, breaking stuff. Yeah, well, it wasn't Rockstar. I mean, how long was GTA <laughs> Online hacked? It was like... <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's been really good lately, but I mean... I had to been... quit that game. It uh, That drove... It just kind of... It made the game... Really strange. It was like almost everybody who played the game, if you played online, was in a dream sequence because just weird stuff happened. And then every and it's like then they fixed all the hacking and everything, and they reverted ca- people's characters back to with the right money and experience. Yeah. And then it was like you woke up from the dream and you're back to normal again. It was really strange See, for about three I months. To, I didn't get to enjoy the dream sequency stuff because every time I logged into the online thing, I would if I got into a heist or something. I get out of the heist, and somebody who was in the heist would kill me after we're done with it. Yeah, it, and I'd just be like, "Dude, I just I want an apartment. I'm that, trying to get an apartment." That, that's part of the reason why I like Smash and Nintendo games in general because they don't have an online community because Nintendo doesn't believe in that. I guess. Well, no, they have. They <laughs> it's have gotten community. way better. The Wii U actually has a really cool with through the Meverse thing. They actually have a really cool online mm-hmm. community, and actually, it's really friendly. Uh, which remind, it kind of reminds me a lot of Destiny's online community because Destiny has a lot of people. It's like. I've known, uh, uh, I've been multiple times where I don't have a lot of Xbox Live official friends. So I've been grabbed and they're like, hey man, you want to be in this raid? It was just like, they just grabbed me. And I'm usually a lower level than most of these guys. And they're always cool. And they're like, here, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, or this. It's awesome. GTA, the bro count online is a negative. Like, there are no bros in that yeah, game. Like, you show bad. up, it's horrible. Like, when that game first launched, they didn't have a way to play online in a secured uh, basically server or a queue so you had to play with other people and it was horrible and then they then they put in the thing of like maybe we don't want people to play with each other because they just kill them all the time and no you can't have fun that way no I mean, you can I, but yeah, it's one sided I remember watching you do a heist and all that one guy would do was shoot you in the head as soon as you respond and you didn't get anything done no it was ridiculous it, uh, it, it pissed sucks. me off so bad because yep. I picked out because I'm originally from California and you know freaking that city is based on LA so when I was looking through all the different buildings. I recognized one building. One building I recognized is, is the high rise. I'm like, I know that building. I want to live there because I know what it is in real life. <laughs> and I got all excited. But, you know, Rockstar, Rockstar, to say a positive thing about them, they are really good about customer service. Yes. Yeah, free upgrades to GTA Online. Like, they get free patches. Yeah. Like, that in and of itself is awesome customer service. We're going to give you more game for free. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, and... The way they've got their stuff set up to contact them yep. is really good. I like that. We know it's going to break. We're going to make it <laughs> yeah. easy to talk to it. But, you know, <laughs> I, only it's ownership. that could do that. It's yes. ownership. Though. I think at this point I'm actually kind of, like, expecting there to be glitches in Bethesda games. Like, it's kind of almost part of their charm now. <laughs> it's, it's kind of like an Easter egg hunt. I am to put it out unfinished because they're so massive that there's yeah. no way you could, could get all those bugs oh, without using no, the no. community's help. Yeah, absolutely. I, see, yeah. I saw someone complaining about that, too. And, like, the words they used were, geez, Bethesda, do you just expect the uh, the modders to finish your game for you? Actually, yes. And kind of, yeah. Kinda, because yeah. Of, I mean, the amount of money that it takes to get all these people together and beta test it and then fix those bugs and then 
test it again, and it's, you would never get a game that big no. out. Speaking of Bethesda money, have you seen how much they've made off of their new mobile game? Uh-uh. Oh, my gosh. It's in the millions, like, is on, it on launch, on, on day game? one. Is yeah, it the, the, the vault? No, mobile games yeah. make money. It's the, it's the one where you build the vault. Oh, oh, yeah. The okay. only thing you can buy in there is uh, lunch boxes to get bonus loot that you don't even need. See, that you can acquire in game. Yeah, you yeah. can acquire them in game. Which free. is cool. I, I like the idea of acquiring stuff that you can buy in game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I tried that game. It was supposed to be my. I mean, this is going to hold me off until Fallout 4 comes. Yeah. This, right. this yes. is going to be my Fallout fix. And I got bored with it really fast. It eats battery. There's not it really does. any end game to it either. You yeah. just keep on yeah. expanding the vaults until you fill it up. And yeah. I set myself the goal of like 100 vault people, and I hit that, and I was like, okay, I'm done. And, and then your whole vault died. And then, they, yeah. and then they added death claws, and then death <laughs> yeah. claws wrecked everybody. Yeah. Oh, I can't do anything without death claws just attacking me. I just gave up on it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, see, God, you know, Bethesda has actually been responsible uh, in the most recent years for some of the most memorable games, I think. Oh, the Elder Scrolls series. The Elder mm-hmm. Scrolls series. Oh, beautiful. By far. Skyrim, I think, kind of. Set the new standard for fantasy role-playing games. Well, Oblivion kind of set a standard too for RPGs when yeah. it came out, and then Morrowind was is legendary. Oh, of course. Well, with Oblivion, it's hard because that was that was the first one on 360, right? Yeah. It's because three that that era that genre of games that that 360 PS3 Wii and mostly with the PS3 and 360 kind of established video games as. Like, oh no, that's going to make you more money than making a blockbuster movie. Like, it solidified games is like, you want to make something and make a ton of money, it's entertainment, it's through games. And Oblivion, it's hard to be the, like, Skyrim, I think, set the standard because Oblivion kind of was like, oh, it is mainstream a little bit. And then Skyrim just crushed it out of the park. But it, it had to build, if Skyrim went first, I don't think, it's hard to make your first thing you do the best thing ever. It has to, when you hit the second time, that's when it's like, yeah. oh, remember they have a track record, and then they added this awesome thing. Yeah, it kind of like it laid the groundwork, yeah. and then Skyrim was kind of all the really sweet, fancy stuff that you put on your house to make it look amazing, so you can look at your neighbor and go, "What do you got, Bob? Yeah. Bob, you still got? I, still I got, got this foundation. Got, yeah. got a dragon head, Bob. What do you got? No, <laughs> I've got I've got a mod that makes all the dragons look like the Macho Man Randy Savage. What are you doing? Suck it, Bob. <laughs> oh, and I, I love the fact that they brought that mod back and put it on all the death claws and Fallout oh, 4. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so good. I think I'm going to wait for Fallout 4 to go on sale on Steam and then I'll get it on PCs just so because there's just such. I feel like, like there's going to be a months. lot more. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, since it's running on the updated version of the creation engine, shouldn't they be able to bring dragons into Fallout as well? I feel <gasps> like they should. Oh, yes. I also would love to be able to transition my shark that I have in Skyrim, my land shark that <laughs> yes. I ride everywhere, into the Fallout <laughs> universe. But make them all, like, ghoulified, nasty-looking. Oh, that would be an irradiated really shark. Oh, God, land it. shark. I would, I would have to rename him, though, because he couldn't be Clark the shark anymore. No. <laughs> He'd have to be something else. Bob the slob. Bob the slob. Speaking of riding sharks, have you have any of you tried Ark Survival yet? Yes. Oh. Yes. Oh, it's, the beta was out on Xbox One, right? Yes. Yeah. I, I played it on, it on PC. Yeah, right. I had it on PC too. That's what I played it on. I have it on PC. It's. Why are we playing together? <laughs> yeah, why are we playing together? I just bought a brand new gaming computer because my my laptop wasn't running it very well. I was running on like the lowest settings, 
It's a very anyway, graphics intensive game. Oh, yeah. It's very graphics intensive, but I've got a brand new gaming PC and it runs it so smoothly. See, my, my computer is having internet problems. I don't know why. I think I need to get a new little wireless nub or something. It's not compatible with my current uh, Wi-Fi router, but I've been playing it on Carly's and it does chug for a little bit once it gets going. Once yeah. a computer decides to go, oh yeah, we're doing something. He's old. <laughs> he's, he's been rebuilt a couple of times. But uh, like you go through, and I love the fact that you can literally do almost anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you in really that game. can. Like I, I hadn't got to the point where I could tame dinosaurs yet, but I can't wait for the day where I can ride into someone else's settlement on a Stegosaurus and just be like, "Join the cause! You will be one of my minions." <laughs> so far, I've only tamed one Dilophosaurus, and when, of course, when I logged back in, it was dead. No, oh. I have a. But that's that's how that game goes. Oh yeah. I have a there's a Twitch caster that I I follow and her name is Witch Kitty, and she did an arc thing for a good while. I think she still plays, but it's more sparingly. And <laughs> she was like, "I need to catch a dodo because I just want to have a pet dodo. What should I name this pet dodo?" And she like went to the chat and there's all these ridiculous names, and I was just like, "Uh, Sprinkles. She named it Sprinkles, and she caught it and she named it Sprinkles, and then someone killed it and ate it." <laughs> it oh, ate sprinkles. It. I'm still on the <laughs> killing the dodo stage because I haven't leveled up at all because my computer just, just chugs every time I turn mm, arc survival on. I yeah. just love the fact that there's a poop button. Oh, right. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. And the poop is every, useful. Yeah, every single game needs a poop <laughs> is button. Is it really? Yes. Yes. Yes, you can craft with the poop. I didn't get you that far. You can also eat it and then die. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I got, I, I'll admit, I got curious. I, I had no food on me. I was like, what should I do? I, I'll eat the poop. <laughs> Yeah, I only played it when uh, I think Steam had like a free trial of it for like two days, and I only played yeah. it for a little bit. So I, I, I kept dying repeatedly because I didn't look like a, a walkthrough or anything. I just wandered around punching trees because yeah. Minecraft. That was what I was drawing from was Minecraft. <laughs> Punch the trees. Punch the tree, and then I kept getting eaten. I feel like almost every survival game is now Minecraft inspired for the tree punch. Kind of. Well, yeah. I mean, Minecraft again, talking about setting the standard. Minecraft yeah. kind of, boom. And then they pissed everybody off, and then they tried to appease everyone with a story mode, and <laughs> I, I honestly, honestly, I think Minecraft is probably going to go away here in the next two, three years. I think they've about stayed as long as they could as a juggernaut. Well, I'm honestly expecting that Microsoft's bought it. I'm expecting a Minecraft 2, and I'm thinking there might be either smaller blocks or hexagon blocks. Smaller hexagon blocks would blocks be would nice. Be cool. yeah. I yeah. I always thought it'd be cool if you could, because in Minecraft you can enchant stuff. Why mm-hmm. couldn't you enchant yourself? <gasps> that would be awesome. Like, you could give yourself, like, dual wielding or make yourself faster or Just extra wings. hearts. Because that's, that's a true RPG at that point. I, um, I like how he's going very, very mechanical, and my first yeah. thought was... <gasps> I could shoot chickens out of my butt. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm um, sure there's a mod for that. But <laughs> Minecraft, it, you mentioned it's kind of it kind of started everything. It's kind of like the Die Hard of just do whatever you want games, but mm. there's really nothing going on. Because Die, if you watch any movie after they came out of, after Die Hard, it's like it's Die Hard on a plane, it's Die Hard in a shopping mall, it's Die Hard on a boat. Like <laughs> everything is. Every, so now it's like it's Minecraft with better graphics and dinosaurs. I mean, there's more to it yeah. than that, but it's kind of like that's where it came from. True and. and I mean, if we mention Die Hard, we have to mention the fact that it is the greatest Christmas movie of all time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, definitely. It, it really is. And, but I, I did get a mod for Minecraft that actually got me back interested in it because I, I lost interest with it real fast. There was no story mode. Story is important to me. 
And so I was just like, ah, I mean, it's cool. I can I can make a roller coaster where everybody flies off and dies into a pit of lava. But, <laughs> but I didn't have a story mode. And then someone showed me that there was a Pokemon mod that stuck Pokemon. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I played it. Thing. It's pretty good. It's oh. really good. That's that's one of the most popular mods. It's so much fun. Well, why wouldn't it be? Like that's I mean, yeah, it's like that's awesome. Like I, I don't play on PC, I just play on Xbox and I would love You filthy cash. I, hey, <laughs> I, I I like yeah, and I think there's there was a new update to the Xbox version which makes it I think so. tied with PC at this point. Uh in term, without I think mods. So, which yeah. which, yeah. which at this mods. point PC is like if you don't if you play PC without mods, you're not really playing the game. And at didn't that the point. Wii U like it, it it's announced got it. not too long ago that they've they, got Minecraft they, now too? They've yeah. got it, but they're mm-hmm. they're a update behind. So great job, Nintendo. That's how that seems to work, right? You're a little stuff. You know, you know what though? They 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 they've got Mario Maker, so <laughs> No. Yeah. Nintendo does some awesome stuff, but it's like that Pokemon with Minecraft. Like I, that would be that's the coolest thing in the world. Pokemon could, is one of those series that no matter what it touches, it's never it, going away. It yeah. kind of creates gold. <laughs> it does. Like Shout out to Pokemon how, Go. It even, it even made people like playing Tetris essentially again with Pokemon Puzzle League. Yeah. I watched her do a, a run through. <laughs> you took what? Maybe all of twenty minutes. Yeah. And then you decided to play Pokemon Snap, which Nintendo, Jesus Christ, Pokemon Snap on the Wii U is something that should have happened a long time ago. The controller is perfect for it. Speaking of really good Tetris games, did any of you ever play Mortal Kombat Deception? I did not. And Puzzle Combat was where it was at. Puzzle Combat? It was was nothing but Tetris with little guys fighting underneath it. (laughs) (laughs) And you just... You'd break blocks, and it, it would cause them to punch each other and stuff. That's funny. It was amazing. That sounds like a... It's really different, but that sounds kind of like an idea. I played a game. I don't know if you guys have ever even heard of it. Dungeon Defenders? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it was just like, what if we just made tower defense with, like, Diablo? Like, you just can't pick up weapons. And it was like, that sounds, like, really strange, but we'll just see if it works. And Dungeon it's like, Defender actually, really it was kind of funny. Dungeon Defender is best played multiplayer, though. Oh, absolutely. Otherwise, Gra- Grab a friend and yeah. then defend your, your dungeon. One of my favorite games, really, on the 360. It was a lot it of It was fun. awesome. And then the problem was, it made actually not a whole lot of money on the 360, but on the PC with mods and free updates and things yeah. like that, and a great community, it made a lot of money. Well, then they threw it to mobile, too. Yeah, that didn't work so great. Didn't? It didn't. I tried it. it I mean, it just it's hard because there's so much going on. That's a there full-fledged is. game. you got to have a controller almost for that game. I bet it ate batteries like crazy, too. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. You know what? And that's Because it ran off the Unreal Engine. That's the, the thing. Engine. Generally, I'm going to be the old man in the room, but kids will never know the struggle anymore of, of batteries. Now it's just, oh, i got to oh, plug no. this in. There's no more, like, scrambling and looking for the remote, and, oh, you've already switched out the, <laughs> the batteries <laughs> from the remote. And... Well, yeah, because even if you're playing something like, even every public place now has tons of outlets. Oh, yeah. So you, even buses have, like, everywhere has outlets, so you're never, you just have your charger with you at all times. You're never away from a battery source, mm-hmm. which, by the way, I can appreciate. Oh, that's yeah. that's awesome. I'm glad we got rid of that problem. But it is kind of fun to. Uh, back in my day, we had to walk uphill both ways to find batteries. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and then you still see toys. Like I was setting up Christmas for my nephews, and then you still see toys that are like using triple A's. And I just kind of had to look at it and go, "Who the hell uses triple A's still? <laughs> what the hell is this?" I know, that's the thing you find when you're looking for double A's, and you're like, "Oh, yeah. I wanted the double A's." <laughs> or, or in my home, because for some reason we always had to have C batteries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had we had one flashlight, nice. and we had like twenty C batteries, and so all the time as a kid I would be like, oh man, my Game Boy's running out. Gotta save real quick. Gotta look, look. No, there's only C. <laughs> yeah, especially if you again with the Game Boy, if you're playing Pokemon and you just 
and you hadn't saved in a while. I swear it. That light starts and blinking. Scary. And not to not to hijack that segue, but the Pokemon games are coming out again on the 3DS. Yes. So excited. Yeah. yeah. And I'm 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 a little mad at the Pokemon company to be 100 percent honest because they had to rebuy everything. No, not so much. I mean, I expect. <laughs> I heard it's going to be cheap. Like, it's not. It's only be like oh yeah, four not, or five dollars. They're not going to charge a huge hell of a lot. Yeah. But what I'm mad about is there's a the bundle. The new yeah. 3DS bundle that comes with the awesome faceplates is not a 3DS XL bundle. And I, I would have jumped on it. It's if only it was. a regular. I mean, it's still the new 3DS, so it's still got the little yeah. C stick and all the better stuff. But I'm just like, but the bigger screen. I want it so bad. I was actually going to buy it for Carly for uh, her birthday, but it's a, no, yeah. <laughs> no XL. So, so she's still gonna Carly. have to. <laughs> she's still gonna have to rock her uh, regular 3DS with the EV sticker. Here's a, here's why like <laughs> Nintendo is awesome because they did that, and I always was like, man, like even like five years ago, where when they announced the DSi shop or whatever, they're like, oh, that'd be perfect. You just put it on there, boom. A lot of money, and then it took them till 2016 to do it. Although I like the anniversary thing; that's cool. Well, I think they were waiting for the anniversary thing, yeah. and also, I mean, recoding that trading system it must had have been to tough. Have been a yeah. bunch of work. Well, and I ask on that point, what's stopping them from releasing Stadium on the Wii U and having connectivity between the 3DS and Stadium on the Wii U? Because that would be, be awesome. Cool. 720 plus Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, I'm saying, no, no, from the old games. Oh, you get I the old, yeah, so it's like, why, I mean, because even if you, I don't, I, if, it, if it takes a lot of coding to make that happen, I would understand why they wouldn't, but if it was feasible, wouldn't that be, so you could you could pimp that out, like, Nintendo would do that all the time, it's like, hey man, we have this awesome old school thing that you can, and then you do the same thing, oh, gold, silver, boom, crystal, boom, boom. and then stadium two, boom. You know, I don't think they're going to. I don't think they will. For two reasons. One, Pokemon Go. They're going to put which, all their... Which comes out on February 27th, the same oh, day really? as the remakes. Yes, yes. It's in beta right now. So, well, it says it's in beta, but nobody can seem to actually have uh, a coherent link to where the beta's at. Just a bunch of scams. It, it so is far. a bunch of scams. Some people have been really screwed over by that, too. But Pokemon Go is going to be their big thing. And also, uh, they're coming out with a Pokemon tournament. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be big. I bought a brand amazing. new phone just to be able to get Pokemon Go because I had a Windows phone and I'm like, oh no, it's not going to be on a Windows phone. It's going to be on like iPhones and Androids. I need to get an Android phone right now. So I paid 150 bucks just for a brand new phone so I could eventually get it. <laughs> you know, I feel, I feel it's justifiable. To, yeah, I don't see a problem with that. See, and that, that's the that's another thing. As gamers, we have that that mentality of, oh, I have to have the thing that's going to work so I can play the thing and enjoy it. Where other people. Are just like you know you don't you don't really need that you know uh, yes, brand new fifty five inch TV to play the video games it, you know it works on your old TV it's like you don't understand resolution that's well that's I the, need it that, and everybody's got their own hobbies and it's you know they're spending maybe the, you know same amount of money as we would be on something it's just on something they enjoy I just can't wait till I'm in the middle of a lecture and I have to get up and leave the lecture because there's an intake outside the room oh, hell yeah. <laughs> and, and I read about how this is going to work apparently. There's only going to be certain, now again, they have a wide swath to choose from, but in certain regions, there's only going to be certain types. So you have to go to Japan if you want a certain guy, Yeah. which sucks. Yeah. But the way they justify that is there's trading, so you mm -hmm. can trade. So they're going, so like, it's, they're almost, the way that, the way they described how, why they're, why they're doing it that way and including trading is they're, they're like, we're making you trade because there's no way you're going to quit your job and travel all over the world all the time. Nobody has that Watch money. Watch me. But it's Watch like, me. <laughs> because it's like, I mean, but even in America, it would take you years to go to every place in America that had these guys and then wait for them to pop up. So my theory is 
trading is going to have to be the biggest thing ever because there are going to be people who want them all. And if they don't allow you to do that easily, it's going to really take people off. Because otherwise, my theory was how they were going to do it would be you just use Google Maps and you say, okay, this is a wilderness area. You put the Pokemon in a list. These type of creatures can be found in these type of areas around the world. And then you just stick them there. So it's like every creature could have been found in the forest using Google Maps to choose. Like, okay, we're now walking through a forest. This is where these type of creatures show up in. And that way, everything could be found all over the world. This way, it's no. These guys can be found here and only here in this city in America, in Seattle, say. And to get them, you either have to go there or trade. Well, and I hear they actually they laxed that up a bit. It's now more geography. Like, you're only going to find a water type. Which makes sense by by water, yeah. but it's any water around the world, and uh, apparently even like ponds and shit. See, that's can we cool, get though. a kiddie pool in our backyard, fill it up, and have like a whalemer appear I, in I it? I don't <laughs> think that's gonna happen. Uh, I still would really love to like get just like a team of gigantic Pokemon. And <laughs> like, I'm, I'm curious things. how the battling system is gonna work. I'm I'm curious to see how easy it is to fight other people because that's really where this game is gonna have legs. And I'm also curious. When a year from now, how the games change? Two yeah. years from now, because it's got to evolve the way the players use it. Which is t- you talked about, you know, mods and and these big ideas and these big games coming out. It has to change. It has to evolve. And it's like, oh, well, you put out a finished product. It's unfinished because the people playing it are imperfect. You guys are going to make the thing your own. We make these games for the people who use it. So. We're going to change it the way you guys want to use it, which I appreciate, and I hope Nintendo does that. And there's always going to be those hackers that just flood the trading system with Mewtwo's. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, this is a special announcement to all you jerk-offs that keep putting freaking normal-ass Pokemon, like a Caterpie or a Weedle or a Starla or something, and be like, I need a Giratina for this. (laughs) What's wrong with you people? Stop asking for the ridiculousness. And I really wish there was a way that Nintendo could cut down on that because it just infuriates me. It's like a level 2 Rattata, and they want, like, a Mew or something for it. You can't even trade a Mew over that, usually. Soon. Soon. Soon, because my fellow Pokemon trainers out there... February is Legendaries Month. Oh, I'm so excited. They're going to start trading out almost every single Legendary that has ever been so that people can get them. Because as we all know, getting a freaking Shiny Charm is a pain in the butt. And some of those Shinies are really important to it. Uh, the first one, it starts February. I think the first one they're doing is Mew. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, it's supposed to I coincide. Well, isn't Mew supposed to coincide? Uh, if you buy one of the special edition 3DSs. With that have the Pokemon old games on them, you get a Mew code for the 3DS version, I, or like Omega Ruby. I might have been making that up, but I swear there's a story out there really? about you get a, <laughs> if you buy the 3DS with the game with it, the old game or something. There's like a Mew code and it's limited edition or special edition. I don't know. I'm gonna have to look that here. Let me. I'm gonna look that up. You guys can talk. Like All a right. shiny. Yeah, Mew? That, that that would be cool. I haven't heard that, but I mean. Again, on the Pokemon subject, that, that that game just really touched a lot of people. I think it, it kind of defined a generation. Yeah, like, definitely. I, I definitely remember making sure I got a really good report card that year <laughs> because my grandfather was like, "If you, if you get all A's, you can have whatever you want. I'll get you anything you want." And so I was just like, oh, "Pokemon Red, I'm gonna get Pokemon Red." I bounced out of the Best Buy, literally, just like holding that little cardboard box. <laughs> I, I remember having to get two Game Boy Colors so that I could trade with myself on my Pokemon games. <laughs> See, and that's the other thing I was talking to my best friend last night about, is that, God, it sounds so old, but 
kids will never understand the struggle of a needing the link cable oh, or yes, b the link cable. having yeah. a friend who has the mm-hmm. link cable. They were expensive. Do you remember the wireless like adapters that came with mm-hmm. Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire? Yes. Uh, see, I didn't play Ruby and Sapphire. <laughs> I literally went. I remember that. Pokemon Red, Pokemon Yellow, White. Wow, that's a huge jump. <laughs> yeah, I skipped a lot. So I, we actually we ended up getting Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. And so I'm trying that out, and I'm, just, I'm playing it, and she's just over there watching me. I'm like, oh, why the hell can't I do this? Oh, what the hell is this? What's going on? What the hell is that thing? I, I enjoyed how they let you have little secret bases. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to make so my cool. own little those secret are, base. Those are super cool. That was one of my favorite things that, that they put so in that generation. And I was really sad they didn't which, do it in which any one other of ones. Which one of the ones had gambling? Because that was one of my favorite things. Oh, there was, was that? gambling? Yeah. <laughs> there's one, there was one with slot machines and yeah, stuff. Yeah, there was... Um, well, there, I think there was uh, I mean, there's one the in, Game Corner and Golden Rod yeah, City. Well, and yeah. Gold, Silver, and Crystal. And, and in the original Red had... Red and Blue... Might have been red, blue, blue, and yellow had it had, too. A, had a gambling system, but I don't think they called it gambling. I think it was they in called Celadon. it like a, like a game. Yeah, they called it game corner, but it was game gambling. Corner, yeah. yeah, no. <laughs> God, there's so much stuff. I'm um, going to take this brief moment to thank Gorilla Radio here at Pitt State University for allowing us to use their facilities. We really appreciate it, uh, giving it a chance to get our podcast off the ground. And helping us out. So, if you guys are out there listening to this podcast, why don't you go ahead and give Gorilla Radio a try? Zach, when does Gorilla Radio happen? That is Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on Channel 13 if you're in town. Uh, Pittsburgh, Kansas on Channel 13. That's the Pittsburgh State Run uh, channel there. And it's also online. I don't have the link in front of me at the moment. We will put that in the description of the podcast. You guys can go check out Gorilla Radio as well. Uh, I, I'm a part-time, I, I guess, uh, a parent. I make part-time appearances on the Sports Do Sports show there. But, yeah, Gorilla Radio is Monday, Wednesday, Friday from 4 to midnight. We'll also be running events all this semester for they'll do an all-day, 24-hour radiothon. They'll do all sorts of stuff like that. They're really good people and a good product, so check them out. Excellent. So something that I want to ask everybody, you know, we've all been talking about super popular games. What's your hidden gem? What's like the the hidden gem game that you just you pet and love and adore, and everyone looks at you goofy <laughs> because of it? <laughs> Ooh, oh, gosh. Over, over there pulling like a a freaking golem, just like my precious yes. <laughs> it hasn't come yet out yet, but I have a feeling Operation Overwatch is going to be that game because Blizzard coming out with a shooter that seems kind of weird, but yeah. I like. I like the whole entire story behind it. I mean, not a lot of people are really excited for it, but I just watched a trailer for it one day, and I'm like, I have to get this game. I need this game. It's going to be like my baby. It does look pretty cool. I've had a lot of people say that the fact that they're doing that is a sign that they're ready to abandon WoW. And no offense Mm. to any WoW players, but it kind of needs to die. It's old. Well, what needs to happen actually is Warcraft 4. They need to go back to strategy like it originally was. That would be cool. See, and I, I miss I miss the drunken pandas. I do. Like, <laughs> like Mists of Pandaria was terrible. Oh, oh it was horrible. And, and, and there were no drunken pandas. In Warcraft 3, they were all drunken. I, I loved it. I loved, like, just decimating people with a drunk. Do you ever play Heroes of the Storm? I don't. There is this huge panda, his name is Chen, and he always carries around this keg on his back, and whenever he wants to give himself a shield, he pulls it out and just chugs it. 
Yeah. And <laughs> you could, like, create a shield. shield for you and the person standing within, like, two feet around you. And that's cool. That's pretty nice. awesome. You could also turn into a giant keg as your ultimate ability and just roll around and just smash people. <laughs> <laughs> it's really derpy, but it's really hilarious. That's awesome. That's great. I don't know, like, my hidden gem... Is, I don't even know if it could be really considered a hidden gem anymore because of everything that's going on and the sequel was just announced, but but Psychonauts. Mm, mm. Yes. Yeah. I love that game more more than any of the Final Fantasy games, and I am a Final Fantasy fanatic. Like I met Nobu Uematsu a couple of years ago, and I like oh, you are lucky. having a heart attack. <laughs> He's going to be at NakaCon again this year with his band. So anybody who doesn't have tickets and is in the Kansas City area... Uh, I would suggest going, getting even if it's just a day pass, because that man was really cool. I ended up actually kind of eating dinner with him because we went to the restaurant after the con, and him and his band were there, and they they're just like, oh hey, what's going on, guys? Blah 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 blah. But Psychonauts, for those who don't know, it's all about a little kid named Raz, and he sneaks into a psychic summer camp, and stuff's going crazy. Everybody's like literally losing their minds. Their brains are disappearing. Somebody's stealing their brains. And so he's got to go on this adventure and figure out what's going on and has to face his own inner demons. And it's really cool. Think, I guess, kind of think inside out, but... Done by Tim Burton. Way, yeah, done, <laughs> done by Tim Burton and way more action-y. Yeah. And not everybody had the same characters in their head. Like, he literally had to find emotional baggage and it was, like, represented by suitcases. <laughs> He collected figments of imagination, and God, the collectibles in that game were just ungodly. So good. But the storyline in it is what really drew me to it, because you watch this kid, you know, he comes in and he's like, I belong here, I want to be a psychonaut, which is the official, like, special agent, psychic special agent thing that exists in this world. And as he goes through, you know, he realizes different things, and then he has to face his own demons towards the end of the game, and... You just, all the characters are bright and colorful. Tim Schafer, you're an amazing human being. Please, please, I cannot wait for Psychonauts 2 because I, I've waited a long time. <laughs> I remember one game that I always, like, put on a pedestal because it was just, my cousin introduced me to it, and I played it through within, like, six hours, and it was, like, the most awe-inspiring game, and it was actually Kingdom Hearts. And, like... Spoiler alert, if you haven't played it before, then that's your fault. But just to let you know, Kyrie gets her heart taken, and that just, it, it crushed me. I was only like eight whenever I played it, and I was crying for hours. I was like, Grandma, what am I supposed to do? And she was like, how about I buy you the second one? I'm like, okay. There's a second one? <laughs> Who's oh, excited man. for Kingdom Hearts 3? Oh, finally. Two hands up. So <laughs> excited. Who, of I cannot wait. Can't see. Oh, my God. I am so ready. And I'm really, like, I got really scared. Because, as we know, we've had a lot of famous people deaths recently. Like, oh, it's, oh, it's been like it. 2016 brought to you by George R.R. R. Martin. Yes. <laughs> um, it's been really bad. But and before we've had this real rash, we had Leonard Nimoy go. Yeah. And, and Nimoy, for those of you who don't know, is one of the voices of one of the more important characters in the Kingdom Hearts universe. Mm-hmm. Civilization narrator. And Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee left us, yeah. Um, and he's important in that game too. But I was just like, oh God, we lost these two. What are they going to do? Do they finish their recordings? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? Um, but I think they, they assured us that they had taken care of their recordings mm-hmm. already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the weird thing about that too was, I think <clears throat> Nimoy died like 
a couple of weeks after the Japanese vo- voice actor for that exact same character died. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of creepy. It's like <laughs> their fates were intertwined. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, God, Kingdom Hearts is so good. I know a lot of people are getting butthurt about the uh, the attraction mm-hmm. fighting system thing. I think it's a cool new thing to do. We'll um, see how it works when we play it. I guess. Yeah, because you can't... You, you can't keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. You have to breathe in some kind of new life. At least yeah. it's not cards. Oh, I hated the cards. Oh, the card system. It was horrible. Oh. I heard that was really bad. <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> that fight with Marluxia. Oh, my gosh. I, that I, I that was, That's one of the fights I've rage quitted before because I just couldn't stand Because he kept making you drop all your cards, and if mm-hmm. you didn't pick them up in time, they disappeared, and you're just yep. left there with, like, one Nothing. attack card that you can just poke <laughs> him every once in a while. You know, while. if you had a dual disc, that wouldn't be a problem. Sora <laughs> <laughs> with a dual disc? That'd be awesome. <laughs> Oh, God. What about you, Michael? Any, any hidden gems that you just kind of gush about? I, I'm not really sure if this one counts, but I've always been wishing for a second one. Uh, Rockstar's Bully. Okay, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. That, yeah, that one didn't do really well, actually. That one was yeah, kind of... Yeah, and I honestly thought it was one of the best games that year. And uh, I just, I've loved it. Like, I still play it from time to time. Uh, I like how you can just, like, do pranks and stuff all, all the time, and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the, the story where you, where you are kind of like the bully, but you're not. Yeah. And uh, you, you, end, you end up taking over the school, and it, I just like it. It's like a really high-end prep school, too, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. And it had, like, all the, uh, it had, like, all the clicks that you would typically expect. Like, they had the <laughs> greasers, and they had the jocks and all that. That's awesome. God, yeah, you know, I, I, like I said, I remember seeing it, and I remember, actually, I remember seeing a lot of used copies of it <laughs> uh, at the stores, but yeah, no, that's definitely one I never picked up. Uh, what about you, Zach? Well, I already mentioned uh, Dungeon Defenders was kind of my cult hit, and that, the only reason I ever got that game was IGN had a video on it on their website about this four-player split-screen game is coming to Xbox 360, and at the time, I didn't have Xbox Live. So that's the reason I got into that was like split screen. They'd still do that nowadays. This is awesome. I think mentioning Rockstar, one game that I loved and I would like to come back, and I'm, I know I'm not the only one, is that Harry Potter Quidditch game. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I loved that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I loved, I loved that game. Uh, I had it on PC and uh, way back in the day, and then. My buddy has it on GameCube, and I played it. It is not—it's not good, but I remember it being awesome. And what I would love Rockstar to do, because I think they'd be great at this, is if they were allowed to make a Harry Potter video game, but with original characters, where you create like it's almost like Grand Theft Auto Harry Potter, but not not the <laughs> not the vulgar, I not play that, not the vulgar, not not Draco the, kicks freaking Harry off of his Nimbus two thousand right. or whatever it is. It's the thing where you it. you make your own character and you play through Hogwarts. That's the single player mode. You just play that, and then there's a component where you can take that character you made and take them into a multiplayer online world where you graduated and then you have to go get a job and you get to go travel around and do all sorts of stuff and I think that would be awesome. That'd be but, so cool. Yeah. You, want, you must now learn how to balance a checkbook, Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, they didn't teach us this in school? Yeah, What's yeah, a checkbook? Yeah. I, I, I can't add though because I, I started doing school at 11. I never learned algebra. But yeah, it definitely have to be a AAA title. To get oh right. yeah. yeah. Someone would have yeah. some in AAA. No, and, and the thing was that would never really happen I don't think because uh, it would have to be like a British because I know J.K. Rowling wants British people to run her projects. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that a 
an American like star, I, or, or something like Rockstar that's hardcore America would be able like to do that. Who's in charge of Fantastic Beasts and where to find them? I don't think I think that's being headed by an American company. Yeah, but all the actors are always. I mean, I mean, obviously they got to be British. That's where they're kind of slated. But it's. Yeah. I remember reading. She's like, she didn't want American actors to even be in her. Sh- her. Yeah, she's kind of. Everything I've read about her, cool. she's kind of snooty. I'm cool like, with it. She. She like yells at people if they tell her that she they do fan fiction and like she was super anti fan fiction. Well, and like, I've never understood fan fiction. I don't really knock it one way or another. I just don't get it because I, I'm I'm a big fan of just I just go make my own stuff. Oh yeah. But but it's it is a form of appreciation. Oh hell yeah. But yeah, it going yeah. It, I would like it would be really cool if somebody could like NBA Two K stinking Quidditch. I think that would be awesome uh, because with the terrible facial recognition. Thing. Oh yeah, that would be awesome. I'm playing a goblin. Uh, I meant to be a human, but you know, it turns out. I'm playing but, a troll. But I just think that would be because Quidditch is such an awesome game. Like yes. just uh, in in that world, people who play Quidditch in real world where they run around and chase little kids. I, that is not. I, cause I my did first, that once. My first college I went to, they had a team. No. And I didn't do it. Because I saw them like practicing and like oh the I guess it would be the equivalent of just like the open the like middle of the yeah. it's horrible like I mean they love it that's cool like LARPing all that like any activity where you're outside running around with friends and having fun do it go for it but it's just weird and it's I was like we have sports guy here but yeah, yeah <laughs> we have video games for a reason that's where Quidditch would be awesome see okay so like since we're on the subject of, of Imaginary sports. Sure. There have been a lot of imaginary sports in video games and whatnot. Griffball. Yes. Blitzball. Blitzball. God, blitzball. You know Rocket what? League. The jet shot can kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I never got that thing. Final Fantasy X was... Oh, God. It was just like a bane of my existence for a long time. <laughs> like I had to finish it. Mm-hmm. I had to finish it. Let's not forget MOBAs. Oh, MOBAs. Yeah. 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 MOBAs are huge. And by the way, they're getting so huge that ESPN is covering them. They're yeah. covering yeah, eSports. They well, yeah. well, like the the eSports League, uh, I can't remember which one, uh, just got bought. Oh, I know. He's, uh, Mark Cuban bought one or helped. He was a minor partner in one of those. Yeah, and uh, a lot Major of Major League Gaming. Are, no, Activision yeah, yeah, bought no, Major League yeah, Gaming. That's what it was. And they're dismantling it. Mm-hmm. Well, they're, they're going to repurpose it. They're they're, no, they're getting rid of it. Yeah, they're going to repurpose it. Um, so, like, all these people, like, for, like, a brief minute, all of us gamers are like, we could be pro athletes. Look at that. Oh, never mind. Never First mind. off, no, you can't. The odds of anybody becoming a pro gamer athlete is probably a less percentage than people, like, college athletes becoming professional athletes in their sport. Like, it's, it's a very – you can be a semi-professional where you go play some tournaments on the weekend, but that's straight up – that would be the equivalent of, hey, I went to the rec and hustled some people. It's it's kind of the same thing. Uh, those I, I love watching gaming documentaries. A video over there. <laughs> I love watching gaming documentaries, like the Smash Bros. documentary about how hard they worked and how just talented they were in general, and oh, then yeah. reading all these stories on ESPN. Because ESPN's run several stories now, which, by the way, you want to get some high comedy, read the comments on Facebook to those stories posted by ESPN. You will see more just mean, hateful comments that they're just, like, they're wrong and they love being wrong about like gaming's not a real thing. Well, then you get rid of get rid of bowling, get rid of pool, get rid of the poker, get rid of. They had ESPN used to run the international uh, rock paper scissors tournament. Gotta get what? Rid of, you gotta get rid yeah, of that. Yeah, no, there's professional oh rock paper that's scissors. That's a real thing. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw it on cable once. What the hell? Yeah. It, it's yeah. a championship round. Yeah. And by the way, you want to see people stare at each other, like, hardcore, like, because they're just making eye contact. It is, it's pretty intimidating. But no, gaming is awesome. And <laughs> I, I'm so glad we're on the starting when it gets mainstream in terms of being covered by legitimate organizations like ESPN and, like, high-level stuff, because it's so cool that... By the way, because they mentioned, I think they were interviewing Rick Fox, who used to play for the L.A. Lakers, but there's, he goes, man, people get more hyped for these video game competitions and the national championships than they do for a lot of sporting events, which is absolutely true, and because it's like video games have lent themselves to spectating now. But I will say commentating still has a way to go. Commentating, there's a lot of good ones, but commentating has a long way to go in terms of video games being <laughs> great. Well, it's kind of hard because what do you say? Exactly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, oh, that was a good punch there. <laughs> well, because n it used to be everybody who did it would be just video game people with a mic. And, yeah. and you don't know how to do broadcasting. Nowadays, we're getting people who are like, oh, I, I can call stuff, but they don't know the game. And it's yeah. like, how do you, you have to be both. Because I watched, it was. You're that when, Penn State, we need us a esports broadcasting department <laughs> that'd be cool to happen i that'd want be... i want to change my major and i want to have a certificate that says esports broadcaster i would i would love to call when we do those smash tournaments i'd love to call oh, one God, of those yeah, but of i watched it was either i think it was ghosts when call of duty ghosts was coming out it was the summer before it came out they were holding like a like kickoff tournament and they had all these professional teams in there and the two guys they had calling that thing they, I'm assuming they just told them they would do it the night before. Like, they just kind of, here you go, here's this job. Because they, they were so hyped, but you have to watch, well, I think it was, was it 6v6? They had to watch 12 screens, but not say, oh, he's hiding behind the bus. What a great shot. You can't say that because <laughs> the people that are competing are in the room with you. So you can't do that. See, that's that's the, that's their main problem. They yeah. need to have it more like, you know, like the NFL's got the folks in the booth. Yeah, yeah but the problem is, what a lot of because the peep because they want to address it's like because right now they're having, and not to get too technical on broadcasting, we'll get back to video game talk here pretty quick, folks. But uh, <laughs> you have because you in sports you have a PA guy who does the and one or for a touchdown like he's the guy in house yelling right he's the guy yelling to the people in the stadium and then you have the guys who are on radio and TV that have nothing to do with the people in the stadium. Mm -hmm. Video games doesn't have that at the moment. It's just you got to do both. So you have to hype up the crowd in-house, but you also have to relay a ton of information to casual or maybe people who jump in mid-broadcast at home, right? So you're trying to address both audiences. Trust me, that's near impossible to do unless you're just like, – it's really hard to do. Yeah. So what they're going to have to do – and I think some places do it, but it's like you have to get a hype guy and just, okay, we're going to – because a hype guy is actually pretty easy to do if you, if you know what you're doing and you do your homework. You can hype up a crowd pretty easily. But I love the way that we're having this conversation because video games, in the next 10 years, I'm excited for, because right now ESPN runs a lot of competitions on ESPN3, their online streaming format. They're going to have stuff on ESPN2, ESPN1 someday, like their main channels. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be really fun because I think once people accept how hardcore and energetic these fan bases are, it's gonna be it's gonna be right up there with NASCAR. Well, I've seen I've seen a lot of Twitch channels that uh, do tournaments for Smash specifically. Yeah, and they call it pretty well. Like mm -hmm. they, yes, Smash has good announcers for a lot of times. Well, that, and again, that one's probably a lot easier because you know, like yeah. you know, ooh, you know, X X X seven oh seven three two X X X because. Fucking every single Xbox Live person seems to have like three or four X's before and after their name now. Yeah. It's really annoying. Out of well, it's out of necessity too. There's so many names taken. Yeah, yeah. but like, 
they don't know. Smash doesn't have the the hiding. They're just like, oh, you know, he, he yeah. good block there, good tech hit there. Well, and it's so fast screen. you talk about what just happened. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. LOL and, like, MOBAs have good announcers because... And they have to know a lot of technical stuff. Cause, man, they, you they had to know all the characters. Yeah, names. but yeah. at least. <laughs> and that's like, that's what, 78? Like well, 70. Smite's got a bunch now. Smite, Smite's yeah. got around maybe 50-ish. Yeah, they get, they're, and, they're, and they're growing. They, they add yeah. a few every now and then. They're going to run out of gods eventually. I like Smite. <laughs> you would think. I like Smite. Up next, Gandalf. All you people who are I like Smite. bitching about Smite's character designs. We watched an article that Smite is, is again, being... Uh, t- gotten after because of the way their ladies look and all that stuff. And it's like, okay, first and foremost, the big one that they complained about was Aphrodite. Which makes no sense because it's Aphrodite. <laughs> it's Aphrodite. It's Aphrodite. Get She's over. supposed <laughs> to be hot. Like, this is this is the picture of, of beauty. Uh, and, and of course she's going to be sexy. But if you play the game, it was that Aphrodite is a beast. Oh, she on is. the field. If you know how to use her. Oh my oh. god. Also, and for all those people that are complaining, it's 20 bucks for every character in the entire game. Try to compare that to any other MOBA. No, no Smite, Smite it was is 30 when incredibly... I did it, but yeah. Smite does a great job. Oh, I got it on my Steam cell. Oh, yeah. nice. And Smite does a great job. And like I played on the Xbox One. And I think it carried over great. They did a great job, and Smite does a good. Th- I mean, they're it's growing really quickly, but I think they do a good job of like, yeah, it's like you pay for the game now, and you get everything they're coming out with for free mm-hmm. later. Like, mm-hmm. it's really cool that they're like, look, we just want people to play it. Yeah. We'll make money on the back end through like ads and all that other stuff. Yeah, just get just pay a little bit, and then get to play. But you can play it for free if you want. You just, I mean, you're not going to be as good, but you yeah. get to test it out for free, yeah. which is like old school demos, except you get the full game. Which really made me, uh, the one thing that the Xbox One version made me mad about was because I've been playing Smite on PC, and I was like, oh, cool, Xbox One. So I signed up for it, and then I was like, oh, by the way, all those characters you have on PC cannot be transferred over. I'm like, why? I linked it to the same email yeah. account. Why can't I have all my characters? Um but that article, yeah, was complaining about the way the women were depicted, and they're all these super shapely. And I'm like, well, oh, no, they're not. If you actually pay attention, like yeah. Freya, Freya is built for battle. Freya doesn't have gigantic boobs that are bouncing around. And I brought up Chang Yi. Chang Yi, yeah, Chang Yi is is very much up and down. There's really no curves to her at all. Although, like you were saying the other night when you were talking about it, she does kind of she swivels, swivels but she, and but sways she's, when she's, she moves. But it's she's all cool. about dancing, though, so that works yeah. with her flowy. Well, thing. that's but a video game conversation anyway. Yeah. Well, well, the last point I'm going to make on it is the big thing they didn't bring up was, yeah, the ladies look like that, but nobody mentioned that all the men are, you know... Big, mm, muscular. Yeah. Big, well, that, well, with like a 16-pack. <laughs> yeah. It's the Gears of War thing. Well, yeah, yeah, it's that it's the same conversation. But they're gods, wouldn't you expect gods to be big and muscular? Exactly, and look beautiful there's and be reason. perfect because they're perfect. Yeah, gods. Because they're gods. there's I a mean, reason we use you. You look like a goddess, or he's godlike as yeah. a compliment. An Adonis. <laughs> if they made like the god of ugliness, then they'd be ugly. Ymir. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, Ymir looks like Ymir is supposed to. Ymir is a frost giant god, yeah. and the frost yeah, giants frost were giants ugly. ugly. Yeah. <laughs> but. You know, we'll we'll get off the that whole possibility gamergate type situation thing, what? and yeah, well, no, we're not even gonna get into it. Um, I just, you know, I don't think you you Carly said what your your hidden gem was. My hidden gem, um, it was a game that was back on the GameCube. And I don't know, I I might be like one of ten people that have ever played it because I didn't, I never saw like a commercial for it or anything. I just happened to pick it up in a blockbuster. Billy Hatch from the Giant Egg. <laughs> no, it was <laughs> a it barge was, tail. <laughs> it was um. I, th- I think it's called Amazing Island. 
I play that with my cousin. Yes. It was good. Oh, I love it so. And can you imagine if there's two more? Okay. <laughs> okay. I've actually never met anybody else who's ever played it. It's um, I'm trying to remember how it's set up. You you pick you. Are you a boy or a girl? Mm-hmm. And you go onto this island, and you have the ability to make creatures. And, like, the way it does it is I've never seen another game do it like this. It sets you up with, like, you can pick a frame. Do you want your character? Do you want your, your creature that you control to be, like, dragon-shaped? Do you want? To, I think there's a hamster one, like an evil spirit one. And they're, they're really cool frames. And it's basically a 3D skeleton that's rigged so that you can draw anything on that frame. What? And it will pop it into 3D. And you stick horns and wings or whatever accessories you want on it, eyes, and then you paint it, and you run it through all these um, different like mini game type events, and your creatures will have different stats depending on how you made them. It was so cool. It was really cool. I loved it, and I, I really, I want to see them make another one with mm-hmm. what they can do nowadays. It'd be really oh, awesome. So good. But yes, Amazing Island on the GameCube, so good. It makes sense why that game wouldn't. That game would sell more now if it came out now, though. Mm. Sounds like Spore screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> like sounds like somebody did something I, I better. I was getting a Spore vibe from that as well. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't remember the title, but yeah, that was hey, a cool concept. Spore, well, it was sure, so Spore much better. Did Spore. screw up when they were taking information <laughs> off of people's computers and not letting them know oh, that they were yeah. doing it. Yeah, they did. Like that was. Mm. Yeah. That's, that's a big no-no. I remember when I told you and you were like, "I have all the spores." Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, you know, uh, just video games, like, let's lay it out. They're a big part of our lives, everyone in this room, hopefully everyone listening to this podcast. Uh, I've seen a lot of things, especially on Facebook, because uh, I stay away from Tumblr and Reddit and everything like that. But um, that they just they talk about how much they have touched people and changed their lives and been an important thing and taught lessons because of, you know, the characters, like so many characters that you can identify with for different things and different reasons. Like I, my favorite, I think character of all time would have to be Vivi from final fantasy nine. That little guy, for those of you who are unfamiliar with final fantasy nine, I first of all feel very sorry for you because it was the best of the PS1 era. Um, he is a black mage who, you know, he was raised by something. They never, they never really say what his grandpa, quote unquote, uh, was. You never find out what the race is, but they're weird looking. <laughs> but he's just a black mage. Uh, his face is, you know, dark and he's got the yellow eyes and all stereotypical looking. And he's tiny. But. His grandpa dies, and so he goes out to, to find his fortune. And then throughout the game, you, he finds other black mages, but they're dolls. They're, they're artificial life forms, and they're dying off in front of him, and he's trying to figure out. So he's coming to grips with his own mortality and trying to figure out, well, will I stop moving? Is that going to happen to me? Grandpa stopped moving. What's going to go on with me? You know, it seems like these, these black mage dolls that I am one of them, and they have, like, a lifespan of, like, a month and a half. Why am I still alive? So he... It's got this whole existential crisis thing going on with him. And plus, he's a black mage, and I freaking love magic systems. (laughs) I play a black mage in 14. Um, But I just, I love the way they brought that character from from unsure, uh, insecure little guy to full circle, confident in himself, whatever's going to happen is going to happen, and I'm going to stick with my friends to the end kind of thing. Well said. (laughs) Well said. Yeah. Well, um, 
think that's about all the time we have for this podcast. Once again, I want to thank all of our guests, Michael, Emily, Carly. Thank you for showing up. As always, I am Cody, and I'm going to be your humble leader to this wonderful world of the nerdy. And Zach will be joining me again, too. But as I want to say, thanks for listening. And remember, save those battle caps, folks. Ammunition is a necessary in the wasteland. Definitely. Have a good one. Good one.